from the brilliant minds of Hipster at Home, you're listening to We Should Start a Band, a podcast about the trials and tribulations of being suitably hipster. Hello, and welcome to We Should Start a Band, a podcast where we're not experts, we're just highly opinionated. I'm Heritage Avocado Toast, and I'm joined by... Cold Brew Kombucha. And Retro Denim Jacket. Today's episode is our 4th of July extravaganza. We'll be throwing some jokes on the grill and inevitably burning down the house with fireworks. <laughs> but I think before we get to the evening's festivities, we have a few follow-ups from last week. Cue the follow-ups. <laughs> <laughs> well, the results of the poll are in as to whether or not flavored beers are real beers. And you'll be happy to hear that there's really no decision made. It's 50-50 between Tasty Tasty Beers and Beer Jason. I feel like that's pretty on par for our podcast in general. Yeah. <laughs> no decisions, just opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's really many other follow-ups. I did have a random thought today that I wrote down to share with you guys. Oh, I love it. Please share with the class. Okay. So you know how the whole idea of like being tourist in your own city was a staycation? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it feel a little bit like now the definition of a staycation has changed to I just didn't go to work today at home? Because I feel a little bit like <laughs> recently just leaving the house to like go across the city to go to a new park mm-hmm. is pretty much a vacation. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I-, I agree. A staycation officially means just not being at work. I thought staycation was where you just didn't leave the house. You did yard work and puzzles. Well, now I think now that's what it is. <laughs> I always assumed staycation was like, I'm going to do touristy things that I wouldn't normally do because I live here. I don't know if I've ever done the whole staycation thing. It's just like, you know, a weekend where, where you go see museums. Like, I don't think I've ever made a concerted effort to not go to work in order to go see a museum or something. No. Like, take time off and just not leave your house. I look like I'm really longingly looking at this cinnamon bun. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it looks really tasty. I'm, I'm here for the cinnamon <laughs> buns. And now I want a cinnamon bun. <laughs> Why did they make us so short in this? I don't know. I don't know. I barely come above the table. I know. Skype, you've got to fix this whole uh, together mode. Yeah. We're not sitting where we would be sitting if we had the same bar stools on the, same, on the other side. For the listeners, we've decided to put ourselves in together mode because Heritage Avocado Toast was messing with the uh, Skype video modes, and we found a coffee bar, so we're now all sitting at a coffee bar. Is this going to be our inaugural episode that actually ends up going up somewhere? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You'll never actually get to see our faces. A lot of planning. I don't know, maybe we can screenshot something. Mm. But uh, anyway... Fourth of July. Mm -hmm. So this coming weekend is Fourth of July, listeners who are listening when this comes out. Listeners who are listening after this comes out, it was Fourth of July. (laughs) At some point. (laughs) We we hope you made it through. Fourth of July somewhere. Didn't blow up anything. With all your fingers intact. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't accidentally light your lawn on fire. You know, the usual stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Fourth of July tends to be one of those really happy holidays. It's not one that anyone usually gets in a fight over. It's really just an excuse to grill things. And light stuff on fire. And to light things on fire. And have a parade. And everyone loves a parade. Does everyone love a parade? (laughs) I I would challenge that. I don't, yeah. 
It's got to be a pretty amazing parade. I mean, it's it's not 1920 anymore. Yeah. Parades are too loud. There's always fire engines and trumpets and snare drums and fireworks and I don't know. They're too loud. There's like something to be said. I kind of do enjoy like little town parades where everyone gets out their fancy cars and like drives them to the street. Like in Maine, when it's Labor Day or Fourth of July, they get all the like retro cars in town and drive through and they go around twice because it's such a small parade. Like that's cute. Anything bigger than that, more involved, like Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, I I just, parades like aren't really my thing. Well, having to watch a parade in miserable weather, no. In July, it's usually like 90 something degrees. So you're sitting there sweating your face paint off (laughs) while you wait for a fire truck to drive by. And maybe it's just because I'm not into fire trucks and they didn't have any hot firemen hanging off of them. (laughs) (laughs) Fourth of July parade, too, especially up in New England. I feel like multiple rounds of muskets get shot off Mm. by a bunch of people in colonial garb. I mean, New England does love their muskets. I don't like musket fire. I don't like the way musket smoke smells. Oh, gunpowder? Interesting. Well, it doesn't like the way you smell, it told me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, it's documented that I'm not a huge history buff person. I don't really like older things. They make me feel a little creepy. It's just that parades are like inevitably usually too long so that by the time everything's set up and people are passing, you're halfway through the parade and then you have to go to the bathroom and there's no bathroom nearby and all the shops are closed because everyone's at the parade. And it's just (laughs) for someone with a small bladder, it's kind of fallacious. You need that (laughs) shiwi. How many times has shiwi come up in this darn podcast? More than I would have expected. Yeah. I don't know. There's the excitement of packing up your picnicky stuff and heading down and getting a spot for your chairs right by the parade route and then chatting with everybody Ugh. in town. This is also predicated on you liking picnics. Yeah, it is. Okay. If you don't like picnics, this is not the holiday for you. Well, yeah. <laughs> also, to be fair, I am kind of a hater just in general on 4th of July, despite the fact that it's a very lovely holiday because while watching fireworks is amazing and I very much enjoy it, the insanity of trying to get home after the fireworks and it's pretty much the same for parades too is crazy Mm. we once went to a park when i was younger and it took us an hour and a half to get out of a school parking lot to get home after the fireworks yeah it's crazy yeah i mean for us we tended to either be within walking distance so like where my parents are now it was walking distance to where the fireworks are shot off or plan it out so that you didn't have to be in the traffic so if we were up in connecticut we'd go to the country club with grandma and grandpa and then we could watch the parade from there they'd shoot the fireworks off from the little town owned island just off the beach and we usually would do a barbecue there so it meant that you kind of weren't stuck with the traffic but i do get what you're saying if you have to drive anywhere it's like leaving um, like a professional sporting event if ever if you leave at the same time yes. mm-hmm. often it takes ages to get out yeah that's that's it that's it we were stuck in our parking spot for a good half hour which was kind of ridiculous well, that's why you hang around and chat with people yeah, but like it's all over and your kids are tired and you're everyone's bitten by mosquitoes and you're just kind of over it. I think there's only one of us that likes the parade here. <laughs> <laughs> I always like with the fireworks when you don't know whether or not it's the end. 
So everyone's yes. going like, was that the finale? Uh, and then a couple uh, more fireworks go off and you're like, oh, no, no. Okay, there's still a few more. You do that about five times uh-huh, uh-huh. before what I can only assume is whoever's shooting them off gives up entirely, sets everything off that's left at once because they want to go home. Uh-huh. And it just makes one massive cluster of fireworks yes. that just smokes itself out to the point where you can't actually see the fireworks. And then everyone goes... Oh, that was the finale. Yes, I very much enjoy that part of it. But also, (laughs) (laughs) there's always inevitably like one or two fireworks that didn't go off as fast as the other ones. So you'll Mm -hmm. have this huge thing. And then you'll hear, (laughs) boo, boo. And everyone's like sitting there like, okay, are we done? Oh, wait. Are we done yet? So is that, does that mean? Are we done now? Yeah. I remember one year there was like one left that... I think somebody had just, it must have been one of those like, oh no, we forgot this because people were leaving and they shot this last one off. (laughs) (laughs) And there's always inevitably like one at one point during the middle where they do fire off like five at once and everyone just looks Mm -hmm. at each other as like, it's only been 10 minutes minutes is it done. Oh, did they cheap out this year? Yeah. And then of course there's the music that goes with the fireworks. You can either like tune in on the radio or they blast it from speakers that they've rigged up on the fire truck. Yeah. Again, I don't fire trucks. They're they're scary, man. You're scared of fire trucks? I'm pretty sure they have the fire trucks there for a reason. Yeah. Well, it's a safety thing. It doesn't mean they're not scary. Yeah. Nobody wants to light the township on fire. I don't know why little kids like them so much. They're huge. They're noisy. And they're basically saying, hey, someone's home is burning down. Someone's workplace is burning down. There's nothing good that comes. That calls the firemen. Nothing good. Even parades. Even parades. But they're big trucks and they're bright colored. Yeah. And I don't think all those kiddos have put together the fact that the fire truck going by means something's burning down. Also, it doesn't always mean something's burning down. Maybe a cat's stuck in a tree. That's still not good. And they make fun sounds. Fun sounds. Yeah. They're specifically made to be annoying and ear piercing. So you get out of the way. That's not Which fun. Which a child is fun. I don't know. I was terrified of the garbage truck. I used to run from it. Because <laughs> um. it was coming to take us away. <laughs> Welcome to Heritage Avocado Toast's therapy session. <laughs> Would you like to tell us a bit more about this fear of garbage trucks coming to take you away? Yeah, it was big and green and it came up out of the dip unannounced apart from the ominous noise because you couldn't see noise. it coming. And then suddenly it was there. And the fact that it comes the same time every week. Also the dip? Where my parents live and where I grew up is a cul-de-sac. And the cul-de-sac, you can see up to the turnaround. Mm -hmm. But when you leave our driveway, you go into what's called the dip because it's a steep drop off in the road and you can't see what's there. And then on the other side, you come up. It's a big, it's a river cuts, a little stream cuts through it. So it's over time, it's cut a little, a little sharp valley. Oh. But it's not, it's not big valley like between two interstates. It's, it's, it's narrow. So it just makes a big dip. You dip. I dip. The garbage truck dips. Don't don't talk about the garbage truck like that. <laughs> It'll show up. He's feeling triggered. <laughs> <laughs> Please uh, message on Instagram listeners to tell us what your irrational fears are. Yeah, we want to know. If you do. It's not irrational. They take trash and it disappears in a loud, crunching, horrible noise. They're coming to take you away. Pretty, It's a pretty logical jump. I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not so sure it is. <laughs> Fine. I was just upset because recycling hadn't been invented yet. Yeah, that's the real And I was issue. crying for there the poor yeah, we go. Yeah. There's the honesty we've all been looking for. You caught me. Now you've shrunk to a tiny size. <laughs> this session, is, I'm regressing this session. Not all sessions can be positive. Why did they never put the recycling trucks in the parade? We didn't have, re- oh, we didn't have recycling. 
<laughs> because climate change doesn't exist. <laughs> there was always ridiculous floats for local businesses advertising. Mm -hmm. They throw candy, different companies would throw candy at people. I thought it was kind of violent. I guess candy's better than beads, though, so maybe. I don't know. They could have they could have advertised recycling. Maybe the world would be different now if they had advertised recycling to small children the way they advertised like the local plumbers. Yeah. Nobody ever asks you to check your July candy like they do for Halloween. No. Nobody's worried about 4th of July. <laughs> oh my god, with the candy at Halloween. <laughs> okay, but I would think that it's more important that you would check the candy at 4th of July and that it's hit the road. I was going to say, you're taking your life in your hands anyway because you're usually getting off the street. Yeah, you're picking it up off the wait, ground. Wait, 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 back up. Why, why are you guys foraging for, for lollipops on the, on because the pavement? you would have to try to put your hands out to catch it. Yep. Oh. But chances are it was a handful of Tootsie Rolls. Yep. So basically it was just a barrage of hard candy coming into the crowd that then people would suddenly rush around on the street for. Or like Jolly Ranchers. That always got mm -hmm. me legitimately hard. Yes. Those are like ballistic missiles. Yeah. Actually, 4th of July is really all about danger. Yes. Launching things, if you will. Yeah. Endangering the general public in the name of fun. It is not the most dangerous time of year for grilling. That would be Thanksgiving, when people try to deep fry their frozen turkeys oh. without letting them thaw properly. Oh, and no. science happens. <laughs> it would be interesting to know the statistics on how many people get food poisoning as a result of undercooked meat at 4th of July. I remember an advertisement. I don't remember even what the advertisement was for. It would show the dad grilling. I think it was pork chops or something that he was grilling. And the wife would say, like, honey, is it supposed to be this pink? And he'd go, yeah, it's fine. And then it would suddenly show an ambulance going, woo, and, like, showing up at the house. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be, like, a PSA type of thing. Make sure your meat is thoroughly cooked on the grill. Um, there must have been a reason for having that. Wow. That's... That's traumatizing, honestly. <laughs> Cook your meat properly, people. <laughs> Get a meat thermometer. So what are you cooking on the grill for 4th of July? Burgers and dogs, right? Traditionally, I would say. Hot hot dogs. Sorry. Not the adorable animal. <laughs> <laughs> I say push the boat out. Of course you would. Do you like steak or ribs? I'm just seeing you grilling lobster and making lobster rolls. Actually, <laughs> funny you should say that. I was just working on our uh, lobster roll recipe to go up on the blog. Mm, love that. So when's that planning to drop anytime soon? Well, because we're really good at putting things up on the blog when we say we are. Super great. 100%. So on top of it. I mean, yeah, you can do like ribs and, and stuff. But quite honestly, I, I don't feel that 4th of July is the time to get fancy or pretentious with your grilling. Save that for a regular weekend, a party, or a tailgating event. You just want hamburgers, hot dogs, and maybe some chicken. Yeah. It's simple. It's meant to feed a bunch of people in the hot sun. It's got to be something that unaccomplished cooks on the grill can do without poisoning their families. You don't want anything too complicated. Well, and you're not trying to sit there and have a fancy dinner. It's 4th of July. Everyone's eating off of paper plates, and you're really just trying to keep the kids mm -hmm. not starving and make sure that they're, like, eating enough before the fireworks start, but also eating something other than the candy that they got from the fire truck. <laughs> I think the big thing is having variety, especially if you're having like a get together with other people, you know, have a couple options on the grill, but then also a large selection of salads and sides. Yeah. 
And don't underestimate the amazingness of a potluck. Mm-hmm. If you just, if you're having the party at your house and you just have to do burgers and hot dogs and you have all the, you know, most people tend to have the condiments in their fridge. Someone else brings a potato salad. Someone else brings deviled eggs. Someone else brings a regular salad. You're good to go. I think more people should start bringing back potlucks as an important part of a group gathering. Well, a lot of ours aren't advertised as a potluck necessarily Mm -hmm. but a lot of times when we do barbecues with friends or get togethers with friends everyone says like well what should i bring and it's generally whoever's hosting kind of does the whatever's going on the grill but then everyone else brings like desserts and fruits and potato salad and uh right now most of our friends have large amounts of lettuce in their gardens so a lot of green salads garden lettuce is the best Makes such a difference from store-bought lettuce. Mm. I never thought I'd get snobby about something like lettuce, but I am officially a lettuce snob. Uh, I have to say, I'm not a huge store-bought lettuce fan, but our veg box lettuce is always quite good. Mm. It's not from a store. Well, yeah, I think that's it's, why. It's from a garden. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on SpoonUniversity.com. The research department is looking up. Uh, unfortunately, there are many lists about Thanksgiving, the most popular by state and region. Fourth of July doesn't seem to have the same level of care given to it by the statisticians and the survey takers, but their list includes barbecues, which is extremely broad. Um, So I think they're just meaning to barbecue as opposed to actually making barbecue. They're using that version of it. Mm. A separate section just for hot dogs, but not a separate one for burgers or shrimp or anything else. So there's only two types of meat, barbecues and hot dogs, according to SpoonUniversity.com. Wow. Red Solo cups make the list. I mean, quite honestly, I think you need to get over the fact that there's red plastic cups called Solo cups. Whoop-dee-doo. Any other cup will do. Yeah, I do find it quite funny in this country, especially. People get very like, ooh, Red Solo cups. Like, specifically on this whole idea of it being Solo cups, as though that is the type of cup. And it's like, well, it's, it's a brand. Yeah. So actually, most people don't have Solo cups. They have whatever Giant or Costco or Walmart or Target sells. Yeah. No. It's like um, Kleenex. Yeah. Where it's technically a facial tissue. Well, I'm glad you finished that. Well, except that I would argue that, honestly, Solo Cup doesn't even necessarily have the same. Because even in university, it was just Red Cup. I'd I'd never heard it called Red Solo Cup until actually I was well out of university. Was it when that song came out? Probably. When was that? I don't know. Let me get on that. Sorry, we can't be amazing 100% of the time. So I've checked Pinterest for what they say is a hipster barbecue. And I'm coming up with mainly just weird ways to make grills. Oh, that sounds really ridiculous. It was released in 2011. Okay. Does that timing line up for you guys? Yeah, that lines up with being over here and about when everybody was suddenly going, oh my god, Red Solo Cups, as though it was. Is there a big country scene? No, what it is, is you could always tell the people who had actually done any sort of university exchange in the US versus the ones Mm -hmm. who like pretended because they would go on about red solo cups. But if you'd actually gone to a US university, you didn't call them that. Yeah, that's fair. Now, hold on. Now, here's another list from Delish.com. And maybe this is a regional thing, but I've never considered bruschetta or guacamole to be traditional 4th of July dishes. Hmm. 
Hmm. No. But that's possibly regional. Yeah, because where I grew up, a traditional 4th of July would have been lobster. Mm -hmm. Coleslaw, potato salads, corn on the cob. Mm -hmm. A good clam bake or something. Uh. Oh, which, PSA out there, anyone who is grilling on the beach for 4th of July or just in general, remember to use water to put your charcoals out. Covering it with sand just banks the fire <laughs> and causes people to burn themselves. You're, you have not put it out. I mean, that's what like a clam bake and stuff is. A clam bake is generally like charcoals and rocks and you bury it with sand and you let it all kind of steam. And So burying your charcoals with sand does not put them out. You're right there. Get a bucket of water. A PSA from your friendly hipster at home team. Yes. <laughs> Hipsters on the beach. So I've been seeing actually a lot of posts recently on social media about people saying like their kids have burned their foot on beaches mm -hmm. because so many more people are doing outdoor get togethers this year because obviously the pandemic. Be barbecue safe. Yes. It's generally not a good idea to barbecue inside. Something about noxious fumes and passing out being an issue. <laughs> You can get one of those, um, what's that? They're, they do make like an indoor barbecue. Foreman grill? Well, okay, foreman grill. But no, there was um, a something. <laughs> Is that like... Because e easy bake ovens, let's say, were stereotypically targeted at girls. So is the equivalent for boys like the easy grill grill? <laughs> <laughs> so fun facts, they did make a um, easy bake oven aimed at boys called like queasy bake oven or something like that. They queasy? did. And it didn't really go anywhere because no. creepy crawlers was already a thing yep man i loved creepy crawlers they were so much fun i like light bright as well light bright was good fun. <gasps> oh i yeah. love light bright light bright was oh good my fun. gosh and you can get fourth of july patterns for that yes yes you can it's one of their um ones that comes in the kit was light bright a thing in the uk i have no idea i'm not sure i'll, I'll ask some of our our native friends I think we had one of those in our basement until my parents moved out. I'm pretty sure my parents still have ours. I had a speak and spell as well. That was good. Speak and spell? You could type a word like car and then it would speak back to you in like a machine voice. And sometimes it would it would speak the word and then you had to type it to get it correct. Well, it's sold at John Lewis, so. Light bright. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. But is it more recent over here? I don't know. There are quite a few what they call like... a the sort of smokeless electric grills mm. that they advertise mm -hmm. for being able to barbecue if you live in a flat or don't have a garden. Everyone deserves to have barbecue. Yeah, but it, is it though? Like, it's going to be so far removed from the actual product. Well, you know, you're not getting any of the smoke. Even if you're using gas grill, you're not getting any of like the, the, the indirect heat cooking and the way that changes it. I don't know. I do have to say that a good portion of what makes barbecue so tasty is the smoky bit that you get from the charcoal or from wood. Yeah. You can grill in the oven as well, you know, with a wire rack. You're still just m basically baking it or broiling it. Mm -hmm. It's not... I'm not saying you can't do it. It's sort of like when you say you're roasting a meat, but you aren't really roasting a meat. Yeah. I only turn mine over a spit roast for four hours. Yeah. Mm. I just make a, I make a fire in, in the living room <laughs> and then say, okay, everybody, shut up. We're, st we're turning this for four hours. He's quite aggressive. <laughs> Got one of those um, those wheels that, you know, the, the dogs used to run in to turn it. Tried to get hipster cast to do that, but they weren't having it. Didn't work out. Shocked. They, un they unionized and demanded higher, oh higher uh, 
kibble wages. It demanded more wet food. <laughs> they Oh, they didn't even ask for bonus treats? Well, yes and no, but they get confused as to what the treats are because they think that they're people and get people food. Yeah, that's fair. They've never gotten people food. Uh, Thanksgiving they do. Oh, okay. Well, they get like a little bit of turkey at Thanksgiving or Christmas, but otherwise they don't get people food. I don't know why they think they get people food. The other day, Arthur was begging me for Doritos. He's never had Doritos. Yeah. That you know of. Wow. Santino loves Doritos. We pretty much have the same taste palette. <laughs> so <laughs> I have the same taste preferences as my cat. No, genuinely. So I had was so, so, so careful. She really, really likes those like meat and gravy terrines. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. They say owners look like their pets. Maybe they eat like them too. Like their pets. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, can't really. So he's a trash panda, to put it nicely. Garbage goblin, whatever you'd like to call him. Yeah. And- he loves pretty much anything in the trash. But since having moved in with my mom, he now has the little boys around all the time. And as little boys in high chairs are apt to do, they like to throw things on the floor. So my little trash panda, who used to be like anything that was human food, he'd jump on top of, now is fussy and <laughs> won't eat things like plain Cheerios or bananas. But he does love Doritos, Fritos, Cheetos. Any kind of O's, really. Yeah, he really jives on the whole um, orange food group family. <laughs> Algernon, the ginger one that you sometimes see in posts on Instagram, he does enjoy licking flavoring off of things, like Doritos and things like that, if he gets a hold of it. But Arthur is, he's got a sweet tooth. So cakes, anything with dairy in it tea. I was apparently sharing my tea with him for a very long time and I didn't realize it. <laughs> if he sees a cereal bowl, he goes for it. But we can leave a dinner plate unattended and they won't care. Yeah, I, Santino will not. You cannot leave food out and about on the counter in a in a partially open cabinet. Mm -hmm. and he likes bread too. He's not fussy. It's not like he's like, ah, uh, yes, chicken on the table. That's what I'm going to go for. It's like that is, you know, what he will. But at the same time, the boy will steal loaves of bread and run away with them. My brother's cat, when we were kids, used to eat baked goods. His favorite thing was muffins from the local bakery. Good taste. Arthur likes butter, and he once got, wasn't quite a half a stick of butter, but it was a good amount, because when he knows he's got something and he's got a short amount of time before we find him, he eats really fast. Mm -hmm. And then he gained weight as a result, so we had to put him on like a small kitten diet for a bit. And he just took to begging for butter for like a month after that. <laughs> like every single time you got the butter out, he'd start crying and trying to climb the cabinets. He does do a good cabinet climb, I will say. Yes, he's got some epic upper body strength. <laughs> Get those gains in. So once you've had your, your meat and your salads and your sides. Mm -hmm. Oh, before we get there, though, one of the sides that I know is going to be controversial corn on the cob why is that controversial it's delicious and go because most of it is crummy yellow waxy sweet corn it's not real corn from from mother gaia where are you getting your corn from real corn places maybe i'm spoiled because i'm like you know in the suburbs and everything and we have a farmer down the street but there is such a difference between yeah <laughs> like when corn is done well and it's real corn it's amazing so this is it's not usually real corn it's particular breeds of corn that he does not care for basically the ones you find in the supermarket <laughs> if it's all yellow and huge kernels it's probably crap 
You want smaller kernels in different colors. I, I think that's, yeah. Is breed the right variety? There we go. Is breed the right variety? She was going for the right word, mm-hmm. and she just cut off the sentence because she hit variety, which is the correct word she was looking for. <laughs> good corn is an amazing, amazing thing. Bad corn is very bad, but good corn is amazing. Wegmans, which is a grocery store here, has just started selling corn, and it's just not quite ready yet. And so it's like, yay, it's not frozen corn. But it's still just not the same as when it's full corn season when you're getting stuff from a local farm. Oh, salt, pepper, and a little bit of Old Bay. Because as we know, Old Bay makes the world go round. (laughs) So while Google searching, why does supermarket corn stink? Uh (laughs) I instead found a Reddit post for, I work in a grocery store and stink at packing lunches. What can I buy during my lunch break that has little to no preparation? (laughs) How is this the number three or four result in the algorithm? Is it because everyone felt the need to comment on it? So it's got 8 million comments? No, it doesn't though. Microwave cups of vegetables that are like 60 cents each. What are these mysterious products? Microwave cups of vegetables? I take it by the silence, nobody has heard of them either. Nope. Microwave Not cups even of vegetables? No. I mean, I've seen those new newfangled frozen bags where that you just stick in the microwave and it steams the veg for you, but I've never seen a microwavable cup of vegetables. Hmm. The thing is that here, they have like the, everyone's just calling it sweet corn, so like the all yellow. Mm-hmm. But I feel like what you tend to see more of in the States is what they call the butter and sugar corn mm-hmm. or the silver corn. And I think I like those better. He's right. The sweet corn does have a waxier feel to the kernel, mm-hmm. but I still like corn on the cob. Yes, I would prefer a butter and sugar, but... Yeah, sweet corn, I don't know. I feel like the waxiness comes from the fact that it seems to have like a thicker kernel coating yeah. than, say, like a butter and sugar. Yeah. But quite frankly, as long as the corn's ripe and it's corn season, I will take any corn that you can throw at me. And also... You have to get it still in the husk. Yes. Because one, it gives you more options for cooking it. And mm-hmm. two, it's less likely to be dried out. Well, and you know, if you're doing 4th of July and you're trying to keep things easy, keep the corn in the husk and toss it on the grill. <laughs> mm-hmm. You do have to take the silk out and I would recommend soaking it for a little bit. Yes. There is some prep. Yeah. But it's a super easy way to cook it. Grilled corn is delicious. And a little bit of grilled corn with some butter and either lime or lemon Mm. is very good. I feel like corn is another one of those things that is a lot of times just a conveyance for butter. It it is. Yeah. Like escargot or lobster. (laughs) Yeah. Most of the things that you would have at like a clam bake is just ways to have butter. So lobster, steamers, red potatoes, corn. Well, steamers still don't hold a candle to little neck clams. No. No. Cherry stone. No, cherry stone, you're just, you're paying a lot of money for a shell. That's what you're doing. You're paying a lot of money for a superior clam. You really aren't. You really (laughs) aren't. It's not sandy. Talking about You don't have to peel off clam. Bigger and wow. Ew. I don't know what you call it. And now he's put things in there that we can't use on the podcast. It's on the neck. It always happens. Way to go, Heritage Avocado Toast. It's a meteor clam. It's sandier. And like we're talking proper steamers. The is it the long neck? Yeah. Because when you get steamers, if you go, you know, outside of New England, they tend to be cherry stone. And they're just not it's not the same. They're they're smaller. They're succulent. They're moist. No, they're not worth the cost because the shells are thicker and heavier and you pay by the weight. If you're really going to have fun, you get yourself some steamers and some lobsters, and then you, you get yourself some french fries as well. And then you do what my brother does, and you dip the french fries in the butter, and then mom tells you you're gross. 
Wine ASMR. Honestly, there are podcasts I listen to just for the like pop and the the pour sound, and and that's <laughs> and I'm not ashamed to say that. <laughs> Look, if if it's the only thing around, I'll get the steamers. If I if I oh, have oh, to, oh, it's so good of you to throw yourself on that. Oh, oh wow, man, it must be so hard for you. I also don't agree that lobster or crab are also vehicles for butter. I think they're generally better not dipped in the butter because then you can actually taste the ocean the way the way Poseidon intended. But if you were going to make a lobster roll. <laughs> oh, no, you should have some butter on it. Yeah, Butter, not mayonnaise. It's the proper way to do it. <sighs> yeah, but... I'll fight people on this. <laughs> the mayonnaise is a, a bit of a fresher taste. I can, you know, they're okay too. As long as it's not dripping in the mayonnaise to the point that you can't tell it's lobster anymore. Yeah, you're not making a lobster salad and putting that in a roll. Putting chunks of lobster in a roll. Chunk it up, slap it in, drizzle it over it, <laughs> bop it. <laughs> also, I like the meteor clams in a clam chowder. As opposed to the asteroid clams? No, as opposed to like the small sweeter clams. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that took me a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, meteor. (laughs) Literally just caught up. (laughs) Well, this is an interesting twist. (laughs) I was so busy being angry about the clams. (laughs) (laughs) Angry about clams? That's a... That's a good one, too. Angry about clams. I like that. I like that a lot. (laughs) Um, There's so many moments in our podcast that I miss during our recordings that listening to them back (laughs) later, because yes, I do listen to my own podcast. Um, I later like hear like that episode a while ago when you're talking about Heritage Avocado Toast taking Latin with his mom, and all of a sudden, (laughs) Cold Brew Kombucha just leans in really quiet, goes, Mrs. Toast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no one commented on it. I don't think anyone heard it. And I just lost it. When I go through and edit things, there are so many times that one of us has said something and no one else has heard it. Yeah. (laughs) And there's quite a few times where it sounds like we're having three different conversations. Pretty sure we are. Yeah. Speaking of meteors and asteroids, did Armageddon come out at 4th of July? Well, Independence Day did. I don't think. No. 7th of August. Oh, so one month. One month past. Independence Day is such a good film. Independence Day came out on 9th of August. Oh, I feel they've missed a trick there. I mean, July 4th isn't even Independence Day. Controversial historical facts. That is true. Uh-oh. Shh. The vote took place on to July 2nd, but they took a couple days to vote on it finally in Congress and print it, which was on the 4th and the 8th, I think, respectively. So we could have three Independence Days to choose from. So are you saying we should have an Independence Week? Might as well. People do birthday months unnecessarily. We may as well do an Independence Week. Yeah, do. say <laughs> <laughs> shots fired. Well, I wasn't trying to call uh, anyone out on this podcast. Hey, you know what? But it was. If I want to enjoy my birthday all month long, who's gonna stop me it makes me happy i do things that give me joy it gives me joy i hold the month of my birth to my chest and it sparks joy it does it does (laughs) sounds like some sick furby doll what what no it's the marie kondo or whatever you hold it to your chest and it like makes noises and makes you happy it's like some sick furby yeah and if it sparks how you decide whether or not to throw things away yeah you pick it up and you hold it to your chest and does it spark joy Mm -hmm. he obviously hasn't marie condoed his his flat no if he had his way everything would just be uh trashed 
both Thomas Jefferson and John Adams died on the 4th of July, so maybe we're not really celebrating independence, but we're celebrating the death of two old guys. It's true. Oh, right. Weren't they, like, not getting along? And, and then they were then, at the very end or and whatever. Then, yeah, and they basically said, I leave the country to whoever, not realizing they both died the same day. Yeah. Wow. Classic. Well, at least he can carry it on. <laughs> no, he's gone. He's gone. You're gone. Everyone's gone. I feel like it's... We're gonna have to give it to old Quincy. <laughs> And as far as like when we stopped being the colonies and became the United States, that was September. I think that's uh, Mel Gibson, Heath Ledger Day. The Patriot. Wow. The movie. I haven't actually seen it. No. It has Sean Pertwee in it. How can you not have seen it? Because I didn't used to watch movies like that with my family. I grew up on rom-coms. So anything that's like that, I've had to make a concerted effort to see in my adulthood by myself. The Civil War should have had a movie called Who's Afraid of Virginia? <laughs> no. Get out. Are there any movies on Sherman's March? Sorry, say that again? Did I don't... There must be. What? I guess that would be kind of Gone with the Wind, right? Um... Was that Sherman's March to the Sea that burned down her? Yeah. Yeah. My history brain has taken a, a walk today. But, ooh, Ghost Wine. Oh, you've Ghost Wine too now? I do. Wow. It's gonna come up behind me and... What are you drinking this evening? Help me do pottery. Um, it's going to hold you lovingly in its arms while you do pottery together. Patrick Chardonnay. I am drinking the Vermentino. Nice. It had a fun looking label and it was on sale. Honestly, that is how I make a lot of my wine purchases. Yeah. I go by bottle color a lot. Mm, that's a good, that's a good reason too. I had a very good wine I enjoyed the other day um, called Percheron is the name of the winery. And yes, it does have a Percheron horse on the front with a measurement of hands. It's like 16.4 or something like that. And I'm like, yes. That's how big the bottle is? Wow. No, I wish. But yes, I was like, I will buy all of your wine ever, forever. But it was actually really good, too. So that was a, that was a win in my book. Nice. Well, speaking of, uh, of, of wines, what's everyone drinking on the 4th of July? Usually beer. It's not like a champagne kind of day. You know? No. Not breaking out the Prosecco for 4th of July. Now I would say beer, but historically for me, it's dry holiday. Like all holidays were, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> I would say that white wine showed up a lot, but oftentimes mixed drinks. It was a time for things like... G&Ts. Yep, exactly. No, actually, to be fair, if the dads were drinking beer, it, was, it probably was happening on the 4th of July, so... I retract my previous statement. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, my dad's new G&T recipe includes uh, pomegranate juice and triple sec. He's very, very proud of this. He's been drinking it most of the summer. Last time I was there, he put lime in it, and the time before that, he put mint in it. So he's been experimenting, but mm. it's pretty dang good. I like gin and tonic with cucumber. I don't really feel like spirits and 4th of July go that well together. I think it has to be a refreshing thing. So you're either making yourself yes. like a... Uh, uh, a lemonade and bourbon or mint juleps would sometimes show up. Mm -hmm. Margaritas, because they could be made in a pitcher form. Yep. Pretty much anything that could be made into a pitcher. Yeah. Because you're usually at a party and they're trying, you're trying to go for mass appeal. Yeah. So either something that's an easy, like two ingredients or something that can be made in yeah. a pitcher. Yep. But I would say that like chilled white wines, very common. Spritzers. And the occasional like kava or something. You weren't going real fancy. And then of course, root beer. Root beer floats. Uh, and root beer floats with bourbon. And if you're doing alcohol, just do not your father's root beer, which is delicious. Yes. I miss that over here, I have to say. 
listeners, if you are in the States or if you either live in the States or you get a chance to go over to the States, not your father's root beer or um, there's the other, there's another brand that does a hard root beer as well. They do a not your father's cream soda too, which is quite good. I don't like the cream soda as much as the root beer. Yeah, but if you mix them together, it tastes like a root beer float. Why are you doing that to make a root beer float? My mother just gets not your father's root beer and ice cream. Well, some of us are lactose intolerant and are trying not to kill ourselves. Get the lactose free. Yeah. Controversial opinion. I do not care for floats. What? No. They are way too foamy. The ice cream melts too much, and then you don't get enough of the ice cream to scoop. And it's just weird to have carbonation in your mouth at the same time as creamy dairy product. They're two complete opposites on the top. How much ice cream are you putting in? You're obviously not putting enough ice cream in if it's melting that fast. Well, it has to float. Yeah, but it'll float regardless. Either that or you're just not drinking it fast enough. No, but I'm not a float person. But I do like milk mixed into Coca-Cola. Not as an everyday drink, but it's nice. Wouldn't that curdle? It can go a little weird if you don't drink it yeah. within a reasonable amount of time. But it, it lasts a bit before it gets weird. It just sounds like a cement mixer to me. Which is also something very No, nice. it's it, No, no, no. No, it, it, it does not create that kind of, a, of an impact. Listeners, never go to a bar and order a cement mixer for your own safety. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. I don't know why you you would have done that. Now, if you are a float person, which I hope that most people are, you can always head over to our blog and check out our 4th of July post. We have got a couple of recipes on there. Heritage Avocado Toast's burger recipe. We've got our East Coast potato salad recipe with Old Bay. Mm -hmm. And our bourbon ice cream, our homemade bourbon ice cream that we highly recommend you toss in that root beer. I mean, that's just a magical winning combination, isn't it? Yeah. Feel free to add a bit more bourbon to that if you would like after. You just have to keep the amount of alcohol you put in an ice cream low because otherwise it won't freeze. Yes. But I do highly recommend root beer floats. No, I want one. This is problematic. I'm going to have to go to the store and buy ingredients. I know. I think, I'm pretty sure you started this. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I just started with not your father's root beer. I didn't turn to the, I didn't turn on to the float conversation. <laughs> not trying to create cravings. Now, despite what your mother may say, anyone's mother, a root beer float Who's mother? Oh. is not a dessert. It's a drink. Yeah. What? No, it's a dessert. Uh, no. You don't order... I'll have a steak and potatoes, and to drink, I'll have a root beer float. No. Yes, you do. Why? Yeah. No, why wouldn't you? You don't. I'm gonna have a no burger surprise and a root beer float. No one it's does the same this. as a milkshake. Yeah, exactly. No, milkshake's completely different. No. Oh, now I want a milkshake. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That whole I was so good yesterday. I did not have any ice cream. It was my dad's birthday, and I was so good. And now I need ice cream. Yeah. Enough that I'm probably going to run to the store. I was gonna say after this podcast finishes, there's a strong chance. Ooh, actually, we have some meringues and some whipped cream, and some frozen cherries. <laughs> I wonder if I can make like a a fridge mess, really. <laughs> <A> fridge. <laughs> oh my God. Although it is no root beer float or milkshake. It's no root beer float. But no, root beer float is a drink. It is not a dessert. No. I think it depends on whether or not you consider a milkshake a dessert. If you consider a milkshake a dessert, then yes, a root beer float is a dessert. If you consider a milkshake a drink, then a root beer float is a drink. Yeah. They're on the same page. They're on the same level as me for me. Yeah. I agree. Same page, same level. It's Heritage Avocado Toast uh, just tuned us out now. Yeah. So very disappointed in us. I'd say he's frozen, but his eyes are moving. HuffPost, does letting my child drink root beer make me a bad parent? What? what? 
No. no. Should I let my child drink root beer? The answer from the opinion. I'm assuming this is an opinion column response. They should all of Huff Post is. Sure. Why not? Frankly, I'm more surprised you have a child that you <laughs> that you're fretting about allowing the child to drink a root beer. Here in the states, we have a funny diaper commercial, and then it just drones on and on and on. Thanks, Huff Post. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'd rather give my, not that I'm, I have any children, but if I did, I'd rather give my child a root beer than <laughs> that you know a of. Coke. I feel like as being a woman, I would know if I had popped out a child. That's very sexist. <laughs> I'm not a male seahorse. God. Though he would probably know, yeah. If we were seahorses, <laughs> then maybe I'd have maybe I'd have some kids somewhere I didn't know about. But, but as I am, for the most part, human. <laughs> Not a male. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd much rather give a child root beer than cola. I also want them to grow up with a good sense of taste, and I feel like if you have root beer when you're an adult, you're probably less likely to like it. Yeah, yeah. No. Here's a Jaegermeister root beer float. Ew. I'm not. Ew. I like Jaeger. I'm not. I'm not sure about this. That's one. a lot of medicinal taste all at once. I feel like. Yeah, it really is. Do you think that's what an IV bag tastes like at the hospital? Ew, no, I think that probably tastes like medicine or poison. That's what I mean. Does it taste like a Jägermeister root beer float? No. Well, one can dream. Aren't they? Aren't most IVs just saline solution? Aren't they usually just salt? Well, unless you're getting I like think, a uh, morphine one p- or a- potassium and stuff too. Oh, oh, you're thinking about the hard stuff. <laughs> Here's another Jägermeister root beer float. Yeah, this must be more more common than we think. I think it is pretty common. I've definitely heard of it before. It's just every single time it's made me say the same thing, which is ew. Yeah. Why? Uh, here's a root beer float that has a cupcake um, adorning like a garnish, like a lime wedge. <laughs> sort of a- like how people go really over the top with their Bloody Marys. Oh my god. Excuse me. There's a burger on top of your drink. No. There's a garnish on top of my Bloody Mary. <laughs> well, I think to round out the meal then, because root beer float is not a dessert, you still need... Desserts. Mm-hmm. I think if you have room for dessert after your barbecue, you've done the barbecue wrong. No, 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 no. You you wait around a little bit after you've eaten, and then you have the dessert, and then you roll to the fireworks. Yes. <laughs> Usually uh, a pan of Ghirardelli's brownies yep. is a must. And then usually cold brew kombucha, your mom's trifle. <laughs> I don't know. We're always big on the like mixed berries kind of thing. Yeah. I know my mom really likes eating mess as well. I usually get the two confused as well. I do enjoy s'mores. If you've kept that grill going. Oh, heck yeah. I don't know if I've ever grilled a s'more. Well, because at that point, you usually throw some wood on it, turn it more into a a campfire. One thing that I I keep meaning to put the recipe up for, so I but I'll probably end up making them for this 4th of July, so I promise to put it up after, is s'mores brownies. Mm. So basically you make the brownies and then do a combination of marshmallows and Italian meringue on top of that. That sounds amazing. Torch the top. That's delicious. Are you finally allowed to get a blowtorch? Well, I haven't yet. I'm I'm going to try to, but you can do it under the broiler. (laughs) Broiler works too. The thing that my mom used to do a lot when we were kids, but I feel like once we moved down to Pennsylvania, we didn't do it as much because I think it was like everyone in Connecticut did this with strawberry shortcake, Mm. either with those like store-bought sponges Mm -hmm. or you do biscuits, um, American biscuits for our British listeners, but you dip them in butter and then some sugar and you bake them that way and they get a crystallized, desserty outside. 
fun tip for making your strawberry shortcake a bit more interesting and pretentious. If you toss in a bit of vanilla sugar or a lavender sugar Mm -hmm. or a bit of thyme is also very good. Put a absolute crap ton of whipping cream. I mean, we are talking, you don't want to see the actual strawberry shortcake by the end of it. I mean, I know that my parents would say I'm wrong and that there's a ratio. No. Uh, I know Heritage Avocado Toast would also say that I'm wrong, but I believe that even as somebody who's lactose intolerant, that when there is whipping cream, it should smother everything that it's on. Well, and fresh made whipping cream is one of those things that as a lactose intolerant person, I'm a chance. I, oh, yeah. I, I oh, do I'm not doing care. It. It's there and I'm going to go big or go home. Whip the cream yourself. Yeah, it's not that hard. Aerosol whipping cream has its place. And that's usually on banana splits, hot chocolates, and directly into your mouth from the fridge. Mm. Mm-hmm. But for a strawberry shortcake, you want that fresh fresh whipped cream. Yeah. So I have a question for you guys, because I had forgotten about this until just now when you were talking about strawberry shortcake. Mm-hmm. A lot of times for 4th of July, we've done whipped cream, berries, and angel food cake. How do you guys feel about angel food cake? It's too chewy to me. I like angel food cake. You don't want anything else with it. You just want the plain plain cake. For 4th of July, would you make a whipped cream and berries or a strawberry shortcake or something like that, but throw blueberries in it as well so that you had the red, white, and blue? Because it's also always blueberry season. 100%, at least on my end. Mm-hmm. It had to be red, white, and blue. Most of the themed foods were, were red, red, white, white and blue. blue. What? Angel food cake? Well, like if you were doing the mm-hmm. berry mix to go on an angel No, it came cake. in a box. Oh, you mean to cook, to bake? No, we mean like a topping. Oh. No, not with angel food cake. Angel food cake is its own thing. I found that baked from a box angel food cake is okay on its own. But if you're buying the pre-made stuff from the, the store- The one that comes in the bunch shape? Yeah. It's just, it's not that great. The The box is the way to go. Do you remember the sheet cake you could buy? It was like a, a white frosting and then strawberries and blueberries to make the American flag. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that, though, because the strawberries and blueberries weren't mixed up. Yes, you had to make a choice or be really cunning and get one of those slices between the corner of the flag and the stripes. We definitely made that a year or two. Like, I don't think we ever bought that from anywhere. I think we always made it from home. Because mm. I have many memories of decorating those cakes growing up. I feel like nobody ever had the correct amount of stripes on their cake. I know one or two times I tried for it, but it was it's difficult. You need a big cake. You need one, a big cake, and two tiny strawberries. The flag in general is is a bit much. It's a bit complicated, even for, like, you know, to sew it. I don't think anyone was making the stars on their cake. No. But yes, I feel like Betsy Ross probably had an easier time of it than people do now. Well, I think she's probably still envious of the French flag, for example. (laughs) (laughs) Or Germany, or the Netherlands, or most reasonable country flags. Brazil gets a little complicated in the middle. She had to actually sew it by hand, whereas now you can just, you know, hot glue it if you need. Oh, the French didn't. The French used alien technology. (laughs) Mm, I was always wondering about that one. Uh, The aliens gave every every nation at least something. They gave the Egyptians the pyramids, the French the ability to make a a three-color flag in vertical stripes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they gave America LA. I was going to say Area 51. <laughs> Somewhere for nerds to congregate at. And try and storm every so often. Yeah. That was ridiculous. I'm glad that that turned out to be a relatively jovial gathering. And yes. They were joking around with the guards. God, that could have gone so badly. It could have gone so badly, oh but gosh, it, it didn't. Yeah. It was more of like a, oh my gosh, you guys showed up. Yeah, we're just here chilling. You want you want a burger? Like <laughs> The amount yeah. of people Naruto running behind it as well was also yeah. hilarious. Yeah. 
It was one of those things that our our history has many dark moments of people doing stupid stuff like this and it going terribly, terribly wrong and many people dying. And the fact that this was just so chill just yeah. lightened my heart. It was like, hey, Fire Festival, here's how it's done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ja Rule, you should have just made a Facebook group. I don't know, for, for us, dessert on 4th of July was usually just a bowl of ice cream, maybe mm-hmm. a cake, nothing complicated. Again, I, I really don't think that the 4th of July, quite honestly, and contrary to the to the podcast theme, I don't really think it's the time to get your inner hipster out and about. No, it's pretty classic stuff, yeah. but you can hipster up anything, really. You can take anything basic and make it that much more pretentious or... Per pretentious food episode. Yeah. I wish they would stop stuffing hot dogs with cheese. Just let it be. Just cook the hot dog. <laughs> Put cheese on after if you wish. Don't try to thread it through with cheese. Ooh, corn dogs. It's crazy. Oh my gosh, it's been so long since I've had a corn dog. Oh. Trader Joe's used to do a vegetarian corn dog. That was amazing. What what so what was the hot, the dog? Mm. Was it like a, a vegetable? Well, I mean, what what is it normally? <laughs> It's normally some kind of animal byproduct that no one knows about, exactly. but I'm assuming if it's veg, I'm just assuming- This is some sort of, like, vegetable. Well, it's like having a veggie dog. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But, like, Trader Joe's tends to kick up their, their stuff, mm-hmm. so I would just assume that it'd be something kind of fancy in it. I don't know. All I know is that it was, a, it was a corn dog that I could make in the microwave. Oh, my gosh. So, sold. So, really, I'm just going to need to go to Trader Joe's to pick up corn dogs, ice cream. If they still make it, yeah. We've made corn dogs here. The problem is that you need a deep enough fryer mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah, we had to do ours in a shallower pan, and we just did yeah. them on two sides. It turned out okay. They weren't very circular, but yeah. it, it was there in spirit. That was for um, our circus-themed oh. party, which we will totally be getting into in a future podcast. Theme parties and how it is okay to have a theme party when you're an adult. Anyone who says differently is no fun, and they probably shouldn't be a part of your fun roster. Fun roster. Don't cut them out of your life, because that's a little bit ridiculous, but they should be removed from your party. And don't worry, we are getting around to all of the podcasts that we keep saying in a future podcast, we'll do this. Yeah. We, we're just really bad at setting a schedule. You ready to play us off? All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. I hope you've enjoyed the festivities and the food. Please drive home <laughs> responsibly. <laughs> Please make sure to follow us. If you like what you're hearing, give us a rating and head on over to the blog at hipsteratome.co.uk. Take care for now. Bye. Bye. Nice. Yeah, I've noticed that you do that. What, the claps out? (laughs) It's my thing.